Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, welcome back, niggas and friends as well. My name is Shelly, even though the show is called Eve. And <laughs> okay, and I am Yara Shahidi. This is the re- nigga. Welcome back. Another week. <laughs> that confused everybody. <laughs> that shit still don't make sense. But yes, thank you for coming back. We are back. Um. Let's get into our usual shenanigans, starting with uh, Black Excellence this week. It is going to a Black power couple off in New Jersey, um, Ayana and Suri Morris. Sir, I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce your name. I really looked on how to say your name correctly, <laughs> but it's spelled S-I-R-E-E. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, they have opened the first Black-owned drive-in movie theater in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And the first drive-in theater to operate in Newark since the mid-1960s. Right, Um, right, right. At Newark Moonlight Cinema, you can drive up, get your snacks. They've got a 55-foot screen for their films and audio that plays through each car radio. So you can be in a comfort, comforted, socially distant uh, confines of your vehicle and watch films such as the ones that they've played for crowds already, like Set It Off, Girl's Trip, Just Mercy, and Creed 2. That's right. They've been putting Black filmmakers and talent <laughs> on display first and foremost. Get into Amen. that or get left. Amen. <laughs> so you can follow them on Instagram at Newark Moonlight Cinema, uh, and their website is newarkmoonlight.com. Wow. I think it's still a pretty... Uh, new establishment and stuff. So, you want to go and check out a flick and find out how to support, go and check them out and get more information. I thought that was dope. I don't think I've ever been to a drive in theater before. Oh, I have many times. We had one in Tulsa and it was cheaper than the regular movies. So, my mama damn sure would <laughs> take us to the drive in. I mean, and it's fun, you know? I mean, obviously, it's different from a theater experience, but they have obviously fallen off in popularity but have come back because of corona because the regular right. theater is now like where you absolutely do not want to be so i mean yeah i think it's great i always had fun you know as a kid so shout out to these black people i might actually go yeah it's not even far from me yeah newark is right over there 
Um, also, Victoria Monet's album is fantastic. I just felt like... Oh, okay. Congratulations to her. Um, writer of many Ariana Grande songs, such as Thank You, Next. I think she's one of the seven rings, maybe ring two or ring one or three or something like that <laughs> okay. as well. Okay, she might be. But anyway, that aside, her album is really good. Um, okay, so let's get into our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, uh, Crotchman, an HBO original series. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> First of all, I don't think we have too much to discuss this week. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kid Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. But... A couple of things to go over. So first of all, um, T.I. might have to change his record label um, from Grand Hustle to Grandpa Hustle because apparently um, he's about to be a pawpaw to be. Oh. Uh, he and, and Tiny's daughter, Zanique. Um, oh, yes. I did see that. <laughs> is... Prego, she's expecting her very first baby soon. And um, she broke the news to her stepdad via uh, a Fox Soul TV show stream. And um, 
first of all, it's hilarious that they broke it down to him in this uh, setting. Right. A, it was probably <laughs> great for Fox Soul and their ratings or whatever. And B, it just went ahead and put a table in between her and her stepdaddy, who was very clearly um, blown over by feather with this news. <laughs> He tried very hard to keep it, you know, under wraps and spoke through his very curly white teeth oh, for God. most of the time. Okay. <laughs> Requested additional drinks. At one point, even got up to go get a blunt. Oh, wait, she but did that on purpose. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> she, admitted, <laughs> she admitted to being nervous. And, um, yeah, I bet. I mean, from <laughs> what we know yeah. about. T.I., I probably would be as well. Even though Zanik is fully 24 years yeah. old and has been in a relationship for ages. So you have to at least know that this girl is sexually active and that sex leads to children. I mean, but I'm sure T.I. was not a virgin at 24. So you can just save all the, all the you know, extra holy shit that y'all say for girls. T.I. was a parent at 24. I mean, probably. I don't know how old his kids are. I don't even really oh, know yeah, how many he has, but I know that nigga wasn't a virgin. So, like, I don't care. Either way, it just, it, it to me, my palate was able to process it better than the Deja thing. It seems yeah. much like many a Black father's um, reaction to finding out that their daughter is with child. Um, and mm. Zanik says that since then he settled down, settled down into what the facts are and seems to be dealing with it just fine. I'm <laughs> sure he's not entirely too excited to be referred to as grandpa, um, but it's coming. And it is. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Tiny is, of course, she seems to be over the fucking moon. Of course. I was about to say, we're doing all this about T.I., but I know Tiny is thrilled, nigga. <laughs> I'm sure she's already bought countless Burberry outfits for this baby <laughs> and like whatever else. And I can't wait to see them perched up against oh, yes. Eris. Eris is about to be somebody's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> she's like four. That is true, but I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to see them all in their matching outfits, like Miss Tina and Beyonce in blue and Rumi. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see that shit. It's gonna be too cute. I know she is just because mamas are like that. Like even if they're disappointed or whatever, unless you have like one who is really out there. Normally they come around very quick, and they start buying shit very very early. <laughs> they cuss you out and then immediately go to Target. Yeah, immediately, nigga. <laughs> So I, like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Zanique. All I saw, I didn't know any of that backstory. I just saw pictures of her and her fiance along with the announcement. And she's fucking gorgeous. He is very attractive as well. So, you know, is as long engaged? as he's. Oh, did I just say fiance? Is that her boyfriend? Whatever. Do. It don't matter. <laughs> that because person, she said, that other half. She said that. Um, her man is all about uh, marriage and mm. way into it, and that she's not ready for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> she said. <laughs> she said that marriage can even be a bigger commitment than a baby, which. No, no, baby. That's but she's not young, yep, and she is. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and a first-time mom, she'll figure out the truth sooner than later. <laughs> like that's that's totally totally. That's fine. not it. But I am happy for you. <laughs> Of course, she also said that her mama was like, 
I'm going to read the quote. My mom is always like, girl, if your man is talking about marriage, you need to be like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course she said that way. Like, yeah, duh. we've seen what Tiny put up with. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations, young lady. And here's to you and a healthy pregnancy and uh, yes. labor and birth and all of that stuff. All that. Um... Common's got a new celebrity girlfriend in Tiffany Haddish. So the two of them are rumored uh, to be a couple when they were doing like some sort of a campaign for Tinder or Bumble or somebody. They were doing like something for a one of these fucking dating apps. Uh, dating apps. Okay. Where they were like going on dates together on via like Tinder. Like for a commercial? Like, yeah. Uh, it was Bumble. Bumble. Okay. Is that one for lesbians? What What's the cute... lesbian one? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't use the apps. I used to have it though. I just don't remember what it's called. Somebody's gonna remind me. Short fingernails oh, yeah, or something. I'm sure there's like 18 of them. No, um, there's one because lesbians are not as horny as everybody else. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> um but yeah, they did like something for Bumble where they like went on virtual dates and it was like at the tip of the fucking uh, outbreak too. So it felt more like, oh, look at two cute, famous people like promoting a safer way to date <laughs> in the pandemic. Okay. But the rumors were that they were actually dating and that's where that randomness of a, a couple came from. And since then, Common has spoken to a uh, live with Kelly and whoever the fuck she on there with now. <laughs> Kelly and Ryan. Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and he said he's very happy um, and caught her a queen and all of those wonderful things. Um, and that... Uh, where is it here? <laughs> I care for her a lot, he says. Enjoy her and I'm grateful to have her in my life. Yeah, I'm happy. Meanwhile, Tiffany Hatter said, I'm doing it with Common. <laughs> Love that nigga. <laughs> On Steve-O's Wild Ride podcast. <laughs> she also said, I've lost 20 pounds since I've been in this relationship. I feel more confident in me and it's not him that's doing it. I'm just way happier. And it's like knowing I got somebody that cares about me that really has my back. It seems like he does anyways. And I love it. I love him. Wow. There seem like a very like, like in high school, the girl who was always like uh, getting sent to the principal's oh, office yeah. and the nigga oh, who yeah. wrote poetry. Yep. <laughs> I see this teenage angst coming of age movie absolutely I do I was wondering because I mean when I first heard it I was like this is weird like Tiffany Haddish in common it just didn't seem like something I don't know it just didn't seem like a pairing I would have ever made but hearing that they met or probably not met but got to know each other while doing this commercial and then it leading to that is really fucking cute so oh, so they were getting to know each other at that era yeah, I mean that would have to be it, right? Like I would, I mean, I don't know. All I know is that that was the first I saw of it. They did this thing together, and it wasn't like I know the rumors at the time were that they're actually dating, and they mm -hmm. were photographed together out places and stuff like that. And you know, I didn't because Common has had many of the famous girlfriends, right? So didn't think I wouldn't know of if, it. <laughs> Right, I really didn't think much of it. I'm like, he could just be hanging out with somebody who's also famous, or he might really be dating her, whatever. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're actually enjoying one another's company for <laughs> now, if that uh, interests you whatsoever. I feel like he has 
good taste. Like, I don't yeah. can't think of a girl he's dated that was, like, anything less than someone I admire. Right. I just... <laughs> I don't... I don't... Hmm. You know what? I wish them the best. I just love that he is mainly talking about feelings and she is mainly talking about dick. Yeah, I, I just love that for that to be, you know, for that trope to be twi- uh, twisted on its head. I love it. Meanwhile, um, Jaguar Wright, neo soul singer, is accused common of sexual assault. What? Yeah. Wow. The way you just... <laughs> Wow. I mean, I just felt like it's also currently a thing. So I just felt I like had no be... idea. Holy shit. Yeah, she accused him of sexual assaults. Like, I think back when they, they toured or were working closely together or something like that and claimed that he's... Oh, my God. ...been inve- in, in some sort of investigation for it. He hasn't said anything about it. I don't really know what to make of it. It's just something that is currently happening. And, of course, I would like for it to be false, but... I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, yeah. go above and beyond over people I don't know or make any... I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Damn, um, I just Googled it and saw all this. God. Oh, it's a, she's saying a lot. I need to get into this later. Damn. Passionately as well. Where is she from? Oh, uh, she's from Philly. Probably, God yeah. was like, gotta be Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure, like, if Tri-State or where, but, yeah. Yeah, because the nigga she's calling out, that's Philly. <laughs> and the manner and the tone as yeah. well. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to look into that. Um, Zoe Saldana says that she should have never played Nina Simone. Correct. Um, that's correct. Nice of you to catch up. I'm sure we said that Zoe. on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. I'm sure we did. <laughs> this show existed when I was pissed about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was doing some sort of a live stream. I promise you, I don't know what it exactly it was for, but they brought up her being in her feelings about uh, playing Nina Simone, and she tearfully admitted that she shouldn't have done it, and how much she respects Nina's legacy and message, and how much she loves her music, and that someone, uh, a black woman, should play her, even though she sort of on and off uh, at claims to be black, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I mean, she literally does. Right. No, that's true. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she, after having literally been spray painted a darker tone and had prosthetics Mess. placed on her face to have Nina Simone's uh, features, she is now... Uh, claiming she understands what the mm. bad, even though she was I remember her being pretty defensive of her right to play Nina oh, yeah. Simone at the she time definitely, yeah cause you know a lot of people pushed back on that and was like bitch literally not you Nina Simone is dark skinned it's important it's not a anybody can play her type of situation and no oh, you wearing prosthetics to have a wider nose and darkening your skin is not no bitch that's not it when there are dark skinned actresses who favor Nina or who don't but just are dark skinned and uh, I don't want to say more secure in the fact that they're black, but <laughs> the facts are the facts. Like we, there everybody was told you then. Yeah, it was thousands of people telling her that this was a bad so idea. So many other people that could have done that role, and it's like Gamora, you. <laughs> 
the fact that they even had to give you prosthetic features for a character Come that on. is a human and b <laughs> an actual person like you've played many an alien so i'm yes. sure that like being painted a different color and having prosthetics placed on you is like nothing but like mama this is a real person that actually lived right. and this is a, a person world. that there are many other people in your fields that not only look like this person but also appreciate this person's music yeah. message so on and like have the ability to play them so yeah. i will say for what it's worth i appreciate however authentic it may be i appreciate that she is caught up now it's a very good chance with the temperature of everything going on mm-hmm. that somehow she's reflected on oh, yeah. on that situation and realized oh my goodness all this stuff that these niggas were talking about actually was big facts yep so <laughs> you know i appreciate at least the attempt or the implication that you understand now because nina i mean zoe saldana was not the only person she solely was not the reason she played nina simone she wasn't the one who put that fucking fake nose on her face she wasn't the one who right so it there needs to be more influential you know big budget movie stars out here that are like "Mm, actually i've got a bit of integrity and this is not what we're gonna do yeah because absolutely all that is true if it's up to the industry girl it's never going to be us especially on a black woman bitch please exactly so like i saw the video i thought she seemed sincere it was just also like i'm i'm it's like i'm glad you finally acknowledged it but you're not saying anything i did not already know you had no Mm. business playing nina simone and you having a deep appreciation for nina's work is not unique Nina Simone is very fucking popular and very fucking famous for a reason. Most yeah. people have a deep appreciation for her and her work. That is that does not distinguish you from anybody else on the planet. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I, it was not that long ago, but I'm glad you finally came around. So, you know, welcome yeah. Zoe Saldana. And I hope this is the beginning of like a new approach for you and race and blackness in particular. And to further your point, I feel like it's just a, an unfortunate, another unfortunate part of the Black experience to have situations like this that aren't really a message for us. It's for somebody, <laughs> right. you know? But there's just times where we hear these kinds of things and it's like, oh yeah, girl, this is some shit that my granddaddy was telling me about when I was two. Yep. You know, so like it's not new information to me at all and it frustrates you sometimes to have to hear it when you either A, knew it and or B, had been saying it when the fuckery first showed itself. Yes. But it's like, you got to sort of be like, okay, hopefully for someone, they will understand that, you know, this is real and true and shit that actually makes sense um, and will, you know, be further educated or maybe possibly enlightened or whatever as a result of it. But yeah, you're absolutely right in the fact that sometimes it's just like, okay, this clearly wasn't a lesson for me. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to race, it's usually not a lesson for me. Not at my big age. It's usually for white. White people are the ones really having the reckoning right now. Niggas are just sitting back like I fucking told you. So, you know, that is what it is. I'm happy that she finally came around. I will give her that. You know, if she is issuing an apology to me, I accept it. But 
you know, I just want to see you move different from here on out. Because like you said, Zoe Saldana and the blackness, it's been a real toss up. <laughs> it's been real situational. So even in this stream, she identifies as a black woman as well. But I just know that especially during the Nina Simone, well, like the time that they were shooting it and having these conversations as well. There are many clips that were kind of like back and forth in terms of her racial identity, which is like fine. You know, like whatever. When you're a like... Um, from yeah, one parent from like two, three different islands, and this person is from three, right. four different South American or European countries or whatever. It's perfectly okay for you to have the sort of like misunderstanding or confusion about race or racial identity, especially if you weren't educated on it ever. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people that are raised by black people that don't identify as black yes. and don't respect blackness and stuff. So I will I won't say this is okay, but I will say that it's understandable that mm-hmm. some people, black or not, have complications with how, you know, identity in that realm works. Yeah. But when you are in a situation like she was in or many other performers are in it's kind of like, mama, come on. Like, I know that you, yeah. at the very least, weren't coming up. Like, I know that you were coming up with other Black women in these rooms going up for these roles. Like, I know that you're not completely ignorant yeah. to the fact that in many cases, even in cases where they're adapting someone's actual story or a fictional story and there's already been proof like Halle Berry playing Storm in the fucking early 2000s when most of the storms that we had were much chocolatier and stuff like that you know, it, it's just kind of like it, it wasn't bad we love Halle Berry and Storm or whatever sickening whatever but like Hollywood itself has no issue taking the more whitened or lightened approach to things. That's it. And when we're in the era that we're in now, it's just kind of like, you don't have no reason not to be like, nah, girl, I don't need to take this role. Give this to somebody who actually would do a better, more respectable, more accepted version of it, especially since I'm in like two or three of the most highest grossing fucking films of all time. This bitch does not have a flop (laughs) resume. If anybody, like, (laughs) and I'm sure, you know, if you compare the cast, she was underpaid compared to the white folks in the movie or whatever. Possibly. I'm sure. But Zoe Saldana is not one of these struggling actors that we be talking about occasionally. She is doing just fine. So, like. Your Marvel movies did crazy well. mm -hmm. Avatar was one of the highest grossing films of all time for many years. And has, like, four fucking sequels prepared (laughs) already for whatever inexplicable reason, like, Mama, you were never, there was no shortage of roles for Zoe, and there was no actual need for it. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, yeah. she seems to understand, and I will accept that, and yeah. I appreciate so that. So good for her. Um, Daystar Peterson has allegedly been spotted out on the town. There were uh, uh, rumors that he actually was deported um, back oh, to yes. the Mounties. Right. But. Um, not so. Apparently his representation says that he's simply been self-isolating with his family and loved ones. Yeah. And there was a video that popped up on Neighborhood Talk of him doing jumping jacks or some shit inside of McDonald's with his dog. Inside of McDonald's? Yeah. With his dog? Oh, no. It looks like maybe it's one of them 24-hour McDonald's. In the middle of the night, maybe he went to go get some nuggies or chicken selects. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, 
it's not fine. I want this nigga prosecuted, but yeah, okay. take it to go. Yeah, to go very <laughs> like, far. I don't understand why Megan's not pressing charges, but it's not my life. It's not my business, so I'll stay out of it. I just want this nigga punished for what he did. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say it no more plainly than that. <laughs> I still would really like. Like on one hand, I understand and respect that I'm owed no explanation right as to what took place but as someone who has recently spent 99 cents to a dollar 29 on a Tory Lane song mm. <laughs> i just feel like i'd like to know where my money went i'm talking about the very first time cuz yeah. i guess i'm old maybe i'm a boomer i still buy songs if i really like them oh no you know same. What I mean? yeah cuz it means more to the artist um and for the very first time, not too long ago, I heard a Tory Lane song. I remembered that he was getting up in the asses of some of them Atlanta celebrities yep. that were complaining about rioting or looting or whatever happening on Peachtree. And I was like, you know what? I've never paid much attention to this young man. But if I hear a song by him, I'm like, I will purchase it. And so I did. And then the next thing I know, <laughs> he's possibly shooting women. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. And yeah, it's too bad he wasn't deported. But of course he wasn't. The federal government is not thinking about Tory Lanez. I don't know what uh, the status of that case is or if whatever. Because, I mean, he was arrested for a concealed weapon or something. I don't think he was arrested for shooting anybody. Yeah, no, he wasn't. So I don't know what any of, of that is about. But either way, I just really wish that I had a better understanding of what the situation mm-hmm. is. But yeah. from what it seems, I'm going to go ahead and continue to support Megan and continue to hope oh, that absolutely. Tori is punished for his crimes against yeah. her, against Black women, against the culture, Um and possibly against niggas under 5'9". Because how old is Tory Lane? I mean, how tall is Tory Lane? I don't know, but I know he's shorter Probably than Meg. Not. Let's see. Tory Lane's height. That's a lie. You are lying to me in my mouth. Uh, no. What does it say? This is untrue. 5'3". That's not factual. No, it probably is, actually. No. Yeah, if it's not 5'2". Damn. I see 5'7 here. What? Whatever. I knew that that nigga won 5'9". I was going to say, neither so, one, I don't think either one of those are true. I would believe 5'5". Five, five. As a 5'8", five, 5'8 five and, and a half girl on a good day, <laughs> I want her out of here. Yeah. I mean... Get him gone. I just... It's difficult because I want to give Megan her respect to handle, you know, what happened to her in whatever way she is capable of handling it. I don't want to like project my feelings onto her situation, but like, I just, uh, I want the worst for this nigga. Like I want this nigga publicly humiliated. I'm stunned that more celebrities aren't speaking out about it. Kind of like, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised because it's like, did she have to die for niggas to care? Did she have to die? Okay. And honestly, all right. Honestly, even if she died, no shade, no tea, not a joke. 
even if she did die, there still would have been a cluster of niggas oh, yeah. who would have been like, well, what did she do? You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. mm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not surprised at all. It's not like the in thing, the thug thing, the cool thing, the, you know what I'm saying, real nigga thing to hold other... Men accountable. You know, yep. cis, possibly hetero, men accountable for their fuck shit. But oh, honey, let me tell you what happens when Billy Porter steps on the red carpet in a gown. Okay, we have to talk about the status of black men and the representation that they're giving out here in the streets, honey. Because one thing about it, we can shoot our own, and that's okay in the eyes of of the white man and progress and and preservation. But you keep that goddamn eyeliner at the house, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate how real this is. Meanwhile, in the world of Megan Thee Stallion, she and Cardi B have released a new song and possibly a a sex anthem. Oh, yes. In the new record, WAP, an acronym for wet-ass pussy, as we quickly learned. (laughs) Yes, I think a lot of people guessed. Last week, the song and video both premiered online and since have been the subject of so much discussion <laughs> all over the place. Yes. Now, I will start by saying I love so many things about this entire experience. The song is not one of those things. Oh, damn. But I really love Cardi and Megan working together. I love their like clear, genuine appreciation and desire to support other women. I love how sexually explicit the song is. I love the video. I love all of the cameos in the video except Jenny Weasley. And um <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, like I really love almost everything about it. I just don't really care for the song. I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't think it's that great either. Like, I feel like the sample could have been used in a more interesting way. The beat is kind of like, okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad song by any ways. I just kind of feel like it's mid. But at the same time, I loved the video for it. I love all of the shit talking and sexy freak nasty shit. I love the clear Misa Hilton, Little Kim energy that's oh, given yeah. a lot of the the looks. Oh my God, Normani, Suki. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Even Rosalia doing her, you know, flamenco poses. <laughs> yes, and shit. poses. You better pose. Like, I really, really enjoy what they did together on this. Um, so, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people are in their fifis for one reason or the next. Biggest reason being women having the nerve mm-hmm. to be openly horny or <laughs> like... How dare women you know, want sex and say so? Uh, <laughs> It's just—it's not even innovative in the realm of female rap. Right. Like, I mean, like this has been d- ladies have been nasty before, but like also men are nasty all the fucking time. And who I can point cares? you in the direction <laughs> of like five songs right now off the top of my head by niggas that are just as nasty and sexual as this. But it's when women are are putting that energy on front stage that it's like we need to have a, a conversation about respect what 
Yeah, I think most of what I like about the song is the fact that they are so fucking explicit with it. And then also the video, like these bitches look incredible. Um, I was with everybody else who was disgusted once that one demon popped up for them 30 seconds. But, you know, otherwise I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I think most of what I liked about the song is just that they are being explicit about what exactly they like, what yes. they want, how they want to do it. And like, nigga, if you don't, if you're not capable of having a wet ass pussy situation, you need to reflect on yourself because it is just a fact that most people who have vaginas, if they are properly sexually stimulated and yes. truly into the person and what they are doing, that shit turns into a fucking waterfall. Now, not everybody. There's medicines and different situations and all that. Like, your results may vary, but... But in the common right, case. Right. But in the common case, a lot of you niggas simply don't care or you think foreplay is optional and not part of the sexual experience or women are just there for you to fucking nut into and then abandon. Like... <laughs> There's so many reasons why sex is not as good for a lot of y'all as it could be. And so I just love that they were like, no, this is this is how I prefer it. This is what I bring to the table. This is what I want to see happen. So make that shit happen. I just love it it's, for that. And it's like for many of y'all niggas bitching and moaning about this shit. Like, come on. You either lived through or grew up in the era where Kim was talking about, you know, buffoons eating her pussy while she watched cartoons. Trina said she'd make a nigga eat it while her Trina's period everything. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Trina's literal everything if right. we're being a buck. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You know Cardi B is sucking and fucking. She got Like, what are we doing? Megan talks about dick all the fucking time. All the time. Like, what's the big deal? This was not and a surprise. <laughs> these, these women, this is not off brand for either one of them. And like Cardi pointed out afterwards, there are many, many a female rapper that come out and aren't, you know, rapping about sexually explicit stuff mm -hmm. and are giving you bars and rapping about, you know, a whole host of things, the culture, activism, or just whatever the fuck it is they saw in their block that week. And y'all don't support them. Like the only time yep. that y'all give any kind of attention to the to female rappers is when they are doing this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Which is also fine and it does qualify as art and it can and should still be respectable respectable and like if a woman is listening to this song where cardi b and megan are talking about deep throat and dick and all of a sudden she wants to deep throat a dick why would you have a problem with Don't that you if you claim <laughs> to enjoy sex with women like, I'm confused, bro. I don't understand it. Like, I know a lot of the fucking conservative asshole politicians out there oh, no. are trying to turn this into a whole other thing, especially because Cardi B, you know, here and there dives into political talking. Oh, yeah. And gets them trying to Right. <laughs> Stuff like that. But, like, come on. Like, it, it is 2020. 2020 is a shit year, but it's also like we've been around for a while now. Y'all sitting here and complaining about women having the nerve to own their sexuality. Like, what the fuck is next? Like, the invention of the wheel? The rift of Pangea? What, <laughs> what time era are you even fucking in? Get in the bin, bitch. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I mean, it's really that. I know I've said this before, but it's a lot of men wanting women to be freaks and be nasty, but also to never actually express anything about their sexuality and it's like you don't get it both ways and also fuck you and what you want and i just can't be bothered to give a shit so i love that they put it out i've seen a lot of 
um, feedback from the church. Girl, listen, let me be quiet. Talking about what's inappropriate and what's not. And I'm like, what was inappropriate is when I was at church and the married choir director was trying to fuck. <laughs> me and several other women at the like that that was actually the problem but that's not what you niggas want to talk about y'all want to talk about how cardi b and megan should have put out a song about brianna taylor instead of talking about wet ass pussy and it's like because <laughs> you would have bought that you would have yeah that. you would have given a shit first of all you would have actually like they only bring up rappers like rhapsody or whatever when shit like this happens y'all niggas like you said do not support these female rappers who are not showing all day body or whatever not talking about sex and you have the option to not support megan or cardi either you have that option you do not have to stream their song you do not have to watch their video you do not have to follow them or entertainment or gossip blogs online you can completely divest from that shit and you know how i know because the real niggas do the people who are really about that shit they really do limit what they see on social media and they really do limit what their kids watch and what their kids listen to and they are fucking diligent about it. You niggas want to be able to enjoy some shit and then act like you don't really have to parent your own fucking kids like it's Cardi and Megan's job to make sure they put out content appropriate for your kids. If wet ass pussy is not appropriate (laughs) for your kid, which it almost certainly is not, then guess what? Guess what your job is. Guess what you have the freedom to do. Exactly. Do and that. Quiet as, it's, <laughs> quiet as you try to keep it, most of y'all aren't a very good example of what sex or love or relationships stand for for your own kids. Yeah. Anyway. Go ahead and try to talk to your kids about what should or should not, according to the Bible or according to the church that you go to, be done sexually when you have done the exact opposite and the proof is standing right in front of you. A lot of y'all are having way worse effects on how your kids will develop in terms of sexuality, romance, relationship, love, and so on than any a rapper could. Period. So, you know, keep all of that bullshit. How about you leave these adults rapping about the adult shit that they do the fuck alone? I'm so tired of y'all complaining about shit that you don't need to fucking complain complain about, especially when you don't keep that energy with other motherfuckers that are doing the same thing. Usually privileged people over the motherfucker you're complaining about who do the exact same thing fucking thing it's boring it's late i don't know how long we're gonna be living in the motherfucking ages of like you know lighting our bedrooms with gas i don't understand what right (laughs) like i don't know what era y'all bitches think that you live in but it's boring i don't want any part of it amen um but that's it for the hot tops this week we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come and read about whatever the fuck it is that you've been doing during this pandemic and who you probably need to break up with and why your mama is definitely someone okay to cuss out okay be back when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for your business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up so what's the best way to do that we've told you it's your girl zip recruiter zip recruiter finds qualified candidates fast honey and right now you can try it for free girl at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work. 
pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts hey y'all sometimes our food is more than just food it's an integral part of our community so this year discover is giving five million dollars to support black-owned restaurants to places like post office pies in birmingham alabama back in the day bakery in savannah georgia and hundreds more black-owned restaurants in your local community all across the country so learn how you can support, learn how to show your support at discover.com right now. Cause you know, you're eating on something tasty. So you might as well support some black people in the process. Okay. Let's move on. Hey, y'all, let's talk about something super important, which is dental health, brushing your teeth, etc. Did you know that 75% of us use old, worn out bristles that are ineffective and even more people forget to floss daily or, you know, just don't? It's true. So good health starts with good habits. And that's where Quip comes in. They make it super easy by delivering all the oral care essentials that you need to brush and floss better. That's because the Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide that dentist recommended two minute routine. And they even have a smaller version for your kids. Plus, Quip has an anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon so that you can get everything your teeth need Nothing that they don't. Plus, Quip has the eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser that you keep for life and expanding stream that helps clean in between them teeth. Super important. The Quip brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered every three months like the dentist says you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be switching out that brush or that brush head every three months, y'all. But Quip does the automatic delivery Every three months for just $5 each. It's a friendly reminder of when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. So go ahead and join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at just $25. Kid Fury and I love it, especially back when we used to travel for anything. (laughs) The Quip was very easy to take along with you. It's just everything you need to keep your teeth healthy, keep you 
um, doing everything you're supposed to be doing as far as oral health care. So go to getquip.com slash the read right now to get your first refill free. That is your first refill. Absolutely free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash the read. Quip is the good habits company. All right. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Okay, we are back, and it is now time to get into some of your listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to askarita at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. Um, we got actually an email from somebody who was responding to you and talking about like wellness and healthy activities and stuff like that. There is a nonprofit organization that this person is a part of somehow I don't know but it's called Black Boys Um it is yoga for black boys and men virtually in real time it is completely free they have 233 plus black male wellness practitioners some of those instructors are part of their daily and weekly offerings so if you want to check that out go to Black Boys Um that's blackboysom.org I just took a look at it and um, looks really interesting. I love this because I love anytime black men do something for each other. I just want y'all to do things for each other. I want y'all to reach out and help each other, help the kids, all that shit. So thank you so much for sending that in. And let's get to the questions. This one comes from Colby. It says today, which was actually a week ago, is my 25th birthday. I have not seen my parents or anyone other than my partner since the shutdown happened in March. We have tried to be as safe and as cautious as possible because it's the right thing to do. And my partner works with low income families with special needs children. And we really do not want to get someone sick. My parents know this, but they have not let me hear the end of how I'm their only son and they miss me and how I miss the family vacation in June and how I need to come around more. I have told them our reasoning, but it is not moving them. Today, I got a call from my parents wishing me a happy birthday, and they told me that they were planning a family reunion at my grandmother's house. My grandmother is 89, and if she catches COVID, I don't think she would survive. When I expressed this to my parents, they told me that my grandmother says she's lonely and she thinks she's going to die soon anyway, so she'd rather see the family. I am torn. If this reunion happens and my non-mask wearing family my non-mask wearing family goes through with this, it may really be the last chance I see my grandmother due to their carelessness. I know that I should not go because I would never be able to live with myself if I brought COVID back to my home, but I just can't help feeling like I will regret not being able to see my grandmother one last time. Any advice you you guys have would be appreciated. Stay safe and stay strong, Colby. I think it's crazy that you're already accepting it as possibly the last time you'll see your grandmother when it's not promised that she's going to die. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying in this letter. Um, And honestly, if I were you, I think I probably would fold and go and try to, you know, I would have a mask on and gloves literally all the time. I'd probably have mm. a fucking face shield over my face. <laughs> like, I would do literally everything that I possibly can so that I am not spreading anything, whether I'm sick or not. Just to, like, be like, hey, Grandma, I'm here. And at least she knows that you're there. And you don't have to be up underneath her the entire time. And maybe you can also even try to curb clearly unresponsible, unsafe stuff that's happening there as well. Mm. Um, But 
I don't know. Like, I also understand being like, look, I'm not going to go because I don't think that it's smart or it's right or whatever. I, I This is a complicated one to me. Yeah. I think that if it were me, I probably would try to be present and all while also taking the best precautionary measures, doing the safest shit that I possibly can think to do, and also being like, uh-uh, put a mask on her face or put, you know, pass out some masks, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying, or do something like that. But at least your grandmother will know that you were there and that you cared enough to try and make sure that she was safe while it was happening. Because... Child, I get your grandma's perspective where she's like, girl, I am 80 something. <laughs> like, it's going to be my time eventually. This. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, that is real. So I think if you do go, definitely grandma needs to wear a mask. Everybody needs to be masked up. If I were you, I would be staying outside as much as possible. But also, if I were you, I would be not trying to see the whole family. Like, the fact that your parents keep guilting you about not visiting and not hanging out leads me to believe that maybe they're just being a little bit extra about this whole situation and trying to pressure you to come see your grandma with the guilt trip and all that. That may not be the case, but that's just the feeling I got from it. It's probably part of it. So if I were you, I would just go see her as soon as I can before this big family reunion or whatever. I would just yeah. avoid all these niggas coming into town entirely mask up and put your hazmat suit on and disinfect everything and bring extra masks for your grandma and all that and then i would sit there and have a conversation with her you know maybe even hug if if we dare be that bold like maybe even do that and then i would be gone before anybody else even came into town because you got me fucked up like i'm just not doing massive gatherings and it doesn't matter if we're all related because People who are related live in different homes and keep different lifestyles all the time. So, And if you're going to be around your 80-something-year-old granny without a mask on, you super don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing when, you know, in the rest of your time. I definitely think that's a really good idea. Like, possibly just going to go and see your grandma and spend some time with her, you know, watch Family Feud or whatever and keep you. <laughs> and then just bounce. Before everybody else comes around, that way your grandma knows that you were there, that you gave a fuck to come and see her, and that you, you know, did the best you could to be safe whilst around her. That way, you know what I'm saying? You also can be like, all right, I got to see my grandma. I got to laugh with my grandma. I got to be around her. God willing, I'll have many more opportunities to do that. Right. Um, but you don't have to go and be around everybody else being um, not so smart or unsafe or whatever um, around you or your grandmother. And I also agree that, yeah, your family probably also is, you know, adding some guilt on top of everything else to try and get you to come around mm. and act funny or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, I think that's. I think that's a much better idea. So just go and see her. See if you can go and visit her before the uh, actual gathering. Yeah. And maybe you can convince her to, I don't know. I don't want to say care a little more because I don't know what it's like to be 89 and be fully over the world. But like, maybe you can go and be like, you know, just because everything is shit right now doesn't mean you can't live through it. And please wear the mask. Like maybe you'll be able to get through your to your grandma with that. I don't know. But possibly yeah but i feel like even if you don't if you go over there first you can help you know prepare ways oh, that yeah. you can be safer bring her stuff that might help that's not just a mask or whatever um yeah but or just you know 
help her with whatever she may need when they actually do bring her over some extra plastic cups or cook some for <laughs> her or do whatever yeah is um helpful but like I fully understand an 89-year-old being like, honey, let me tell you something. Leave me alone. <laughs> At any moment, girl, fine. Because you know what I am? Full. Okay. <laughs> I've had a long, good life. I'm good. <laughs> like, But yeah, you know, go and be as safe as possible, you know, if that's worth it to you. And I hope this is not your last time seeing your grandmother. Amen. Let yeah. us know how it goes. Our next question comes from Brandon, who says, I started a new job a month and a half ago that I love. I work in production and I bounce around a lot. But for the first time in my career, I found a place that values what I do and consistently reinforces me. The problem is that I'm very attracted to one of my bosses. She's about 10 years older than me. But she's beautiful and super down to earth. In the last couple of weeks, she's been confiding in me and complaining about some of our ain't shit co-workers, which has been great because I feel like it means she's comfortable around me. Technically, she is a superior of mine, but because we don't work on the same show, I'm wondering if it's OK to make a move. I don't necessarily want anything more than a physical relationship. And she mentioned that she hasn't had sex in over a year. I don't want to assume she's implying anything by admitting that. But I also feel like that may have been an opening to start in the conversation. What do y'all think? Is this worth pursuing or should I just keep my head down and focus on the great job that I've been blessed with? Any and all advice is welcome. Thank you so much, Brandon. Brandon, I think that it sounds like there's a good chance that you could maybe have a relationship with your boss or your superior. Um, I just don't know why you would want to besides <laughs> being attracted to her. Yeah. Um, I find that... Uh, relationships with co-workers of any kind usually lead to complications of several kinds. Yes. Whether they're simply physical or more than that. Um, I think there's very a very, very good chance that you will find someone that you are attracted to that doesn't have the same um, occupation and working establishment as you, that won't bring any kind of awkwardness to where you have to go and make your money every goddamn day. Right. If the sex wasn't good or if, you know, someone ends up being wildly jealous after you have sex for the first time or any other number of things that could lead a sexual relationship to, you know, salty territories. I just don't think it's smart to shit where you eat personally. Mm -hmm. um, but that said... I think there might be a good chance if she's talking to you about sex that you could at least start a conversation that's flirty um, and see where it goes from there. But like I said, I just don't know why you would when there are women everywhere. I mean, yes, there is that. And I get that, you know, this lady is really beautiful and you're really taken by her. But I just don't think that having sex with a coworker, period, but especially somebody who is your superior is at all a good idea. I just no. don't. Especially when you just got there six weeks ago. It's like, yes. boy, <laughs> even if you're because it does seem to me like if you said it does seem like she's putting out some signals like 
telling your coworker the last time you had sex, that's a line I don't cross. So Yeah, I don't yeah. It really does sound like she's setting it out there. I just think you need to be strong enough to ignore what Satan is trying to yes. send in your direction. Absolutely. Because that Jesus. you're gonna regret that pussy, sir. Like just, yes. you're gonna regret it. You are going to regret it. You just got this job, you feel really good about it. Focus on the job. Yes. Period. You can still be cool with this lady. Just don't take it there. Or mm, well, I don't know. Just don't. You're right. Just don't. I don't, just don't understand. Take it there. Sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's just to me it's not worth it. You know what I mean? How horny are you? <laughs> You've been working there a fucking month and a half and you're already like I'm ready to risk it all. Girl, like <laughs> I mean, listen. Just turn in your work or do whatever the fuck it is and punch out and go the fuck home, baby. You know what I'm saying? Get on Tinder like everybody else. Yeah, niggas been in quarantine, so, you know, maybe it's feeling a little more urgent these days than it used to, but I just well, you know don't see this ending well. You know what people super need during this quarantine? Their jobs. Yep. You really don't want to get rid of your job right now. I would rather keep my boss on ice as far as that whole situation, like I wouldn't even open the door to the conversation. I would rather just keep it the way we've been having it and focus on my fucking job and getting paid than anything else. Because look at how absolute shit the country is right now to even have a job, much less a job you enjoy and feel good going to and feel like valued and respected. Boy, do not throw this away because you got a crush on this lady. I would just be thankful that A, I have a job and B, I have somebody that I can like look at that's cute to me when I go to work. Yeah. Like I don't have to act on right. that. I can just, I could just simply you. be right <laughs> excited that oof, so fine. Like I will honestly probably feel a bit better of having to be in my cubicle or wherever the fuck I'm working at when, you know, somebody cute is right down the hall or whatever. I don't have to pursue anything either. Nigga, you got a job and eye candy. You better count your blessings and okay, calm down. Okay, because that's fun. Having a crush on somebody at work and just going to work and yes. looking at that nigga. <laughs> that is an incredibly good time. So just do yes. that. Please don't sleep with your boss. Um, do not suggest it. Yes, amen. And there's a question here for me about Avatar The Last Airbender. Airbender. And whether I've started it, I have. I've seen like the first two episodes and I'm intrigued. I already like it better than old girl. What was her name? Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Yes. Already like it better than that. Because... I don't know how I knew that that's what you meant. When they have <laughs> nothing to do with one another in any conceivable way. Are they not both? They're not even similar. Are they anime though? I think Avatar is anime inspired. It's not made in Japan, oh. so I don't believe it counts. Oh, okay. But it is super inspired by the East. Got you. Well, I have um, really enjoyed it thus far, but you know, only two episodes in, so can't so say. Good. Yeah, I mean, it has come highly recommended, but yes, enjoying it very much thus far. And let's see, do we have another one here? Hmm. Oh, no. Hmm. Okay. There's one here about careless in-laws from um, Marshawn. Marshawn says, I got married in January and my husband's family is getting on my last nerves. It's bad enough that we are in a pandemic and dealing with all the life stresses and everything else going on. But dealing with my husband's families and his guilt trips has been taking me over the edge. 
Despite what the news says, they have had countless family events and each time after they plan one and post it in the family group chats, they go out of their way to remind me and my husband that we did not attend. We have not seen any of them since the pandemic began and we are not confident about even trying to go because they do not wear masks or keep their distance. Recently, they have started putting rules in their invites like make sure you stay outside or bring your mask, which is which I feel is directed to us because every picture we see from these events has no one adhering to the rules. I feel like if we show up, they may put them on initially, but I don't want to go anywhere to be the mask and social distance police. So I'd rather not go at all. I don't want to ruin my relationship with them, but this shit is pissing me off. I have family who I'm very, very involved in their daily care and I can't get them or myself sick. I'm growing weary of polite ways to say, no, we won't be coming. And I also don't want them to think I am keeping my husband away from his family. My husband says not to let this get to me, but I have always been a family oriented person. So I feel bad declining, even though I know that we are in a pandemic and I'm doing the right thing. How would you go about navigating these invites or addressing the blatant carelessness? Love the show. Thanks. I forgot what I called her that fast. Me too. Mignon? It's Mignon now. That's fine. Okay. I mean... I don't think that I have the type of spirit that would feel bad about this. (laughs) So, oh shit, you don't. You You do not have the type of spirit that would feel bad about this. I mean, I guess it's admirable that you do. No, it's not actually. No, it's not. You're the right. You're in the right because there's no reason to feel bad for doing the right thing. Especially in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So, mm. yeah, there's no reason to feel bad for this. I think what Mignon needs to work on, I cannot believe I forgot the fake name that fast, but what you need to work on is not letting this get to you like your husband said. <laughs> mm. Y'all are doing the right thing by not going to these fucking germ events that they keep having. There is no reason for you to feel guilty about that. The fact that you have your husband's support in the matter as well, I'm super confused what's still bothering you about it. Like, I guess, like, if you are super family-oriented and you're, it's just second nature for family gatherings to be a thing for you and how important they are, then I guess I get it. But again, this is some shit that we have not dealt with before. Right. And we're still figuring out how to deal with, especially in this shit country that's being run by a fucking sweet potato so like honey give yourself a fucking break yeah it is okay if your in-laws have an attitude at whatever christmas that y'all actually can attend together attend together again whenever the fuck that happens because like chris said you're doing the right thing you're doing yeah. what's smart you're not saying oh we're not coming over there because last y'all last last time we came over there y'all didn't eat my ambrosia and i was offended <laughs> And so, fuck y'all. Like, this, like right. you're literally attempting to save lives and keep people that you care about healthy. And many people right now, unfortunately, ain't trying to hear that shit. And so they'll act like it's something wrong with you. Like the person who just wrote it, wrote to us about, um, what was the first letter about? Oh, about their grandma. Yeah. Yeah, about their grandma. Like, unfortunately, some people are going to try and guilt you into, uh, you don't want to be social when sure don't. it could cost... <laughs> more lives <laughs> millions of, 
So, nope. you know, unfortunately, like many things today, you might have to deal with some people who are not using the sense that God gave them when discussing or handling pandemic shit. Yep. But it is not fair to you or your husband or your family to be like, I feel super bad about doing the right thing, the thing that makes sense and the thing that could possibly keep us from dying. Yeah. If I were you, I would mute notifications from the family group chat because it sounds like it's his family's group chat, not your family's group chat. So (laughs) I would just not really participate in the group chat because fuck y'all like it don't have to you don't have to stress yourself out behind this. And, you know, maybe this is just a straight woman thing where you feel like you have to be responsible to your husband's family or like justify why you keep in they nephew or they son away from them. But girl, fuck that. <laughs> fuck But like that. you just said about like it sounds like it's it's his family's group chat and not yours. If you a group if you're a family oriented person and your family is somewhere at home like, girl, we cool. Do you don't need to come yeah. over here? She said then her why? family has not been having any events. Hey guys, May is mental health awareness month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Everybody's taking it seriously. So this is not an issue on her side. So if you grew up in a thing where everybody had a red solo cup up in the air all your life, <laughs> and right now they're like, bitch, I don't need to see you at all right now. Like, <laughs> then I guess it is this thing where you want to be, you know, holding it down for your husband or whatever, make do anything to make your man happy. And he's he literally telling you, girl, it's fine. Right. Don't, Don't stress. feel no kind of way about this. So if your mother-in-law or father-in-law or one of your sisters-in-law or whoever the fuck else feels some type of way, they're just going to have to. That's just going to have yes. to be too bad right now. Yes. Get comfortable with people not liking you or misunderstanding you or being mad for their own stupid reasons. Like just you, more women have got to be OK with people having an attitude or being mad at them because so fucking what? It's not Who your cares? job to make his family happy. It's not. <laughs> it literally is especially when you would be putting your health at risk fuck them niggas girl for real <laughs> you could easily link them to all of these other families in this country okay alone that been like what up with this folks the white man care. in dallas that i talked about you could link to that and be like is this what y'all want do y'all want to be this family 
all of them families that had these fucking, you know, wide open, no mask wearing ass events afterwards that they have, you know, the matriarch or whatever their family pass away from yep. it are like, we wish we would have thought differently or done such and such and such and such. It's like y'all literally have to drop dead for y'all to take this seriously yep. or act like, you know, you give a shit and it doesn't have to be that because as much as the, the fucking, you know, cheese doodle in the White House would like to ping pong back and forth about how all of this shit works. It's pretty obvious and prevalent what we need to do and what we don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And the longer or the more we act a fucking fool, the longer it is going to take us to get through the shit. And I don't know what more to do or say for that to start making sense. Yes. Stop giving a fuck what other people think. Take care of yourself and your household. You know what is best for you. Don't let these niggas bully, bully you into something else. That wraps up the questions for this week. If you have one, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. So, guys, this episode is being brought to you guys by HelloFresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit. They offer so many recipes to choose from every week to help you break out of your recipe rut. And there's something for everyone, including low-calorie foods, vegetarian meals, and family-friendly recipes. With HelloFresh, you can get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes and save up to 28% compared to your grocery store shopping trips. HelloFresh can... Also help you eat more sustainably. Their pre-portioned ingredients means that there's less prep for you and less food to waste. Amen. They offer contactless delivery to your doorstep and the packaging they use is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. And HelloFresh has been a lifesaver for somebody like me who ain't always trying to go down to the grocery store or is tired of seeing y'all with your attitudes or your attitude or your lack of masks down to the grocery store. (laughs) I can get my meals from my time right directly to the... uh, uh, the door here and i know it's exactly how much i need and i'll know how to cook it so it's perfect yes it really is so go to hellofresh.com slash eight zero the read and use code 80 the read to get a total of 80 dollars off including free shipping on your first box again hellofresh.com slash 80 the read and code eight zero the r-e-a-d for a total of 80 dollars off additional restrictions do apply so visit hellofresh.com for more details but if you're tired of trying to figure out this cooking thing all by yourself girl you do not have to all right let's move on this week's show is also being brought to you by Brooklinen. You know Brooklinen as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels, and more with over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. Brooklinen was founded in early 2014, and they wanted to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. Today, Brooklinen's founders are on a mission to make you comfortable. They've moved beyond the bedroom to also offer bathroom and life essentials. You can find super plush towels, shower curtains, bath mats, robes, and even candles to add that extra lavish touch. So whether you're just trying to spice up things or sexy up things <laughs> or get something to wipe your baby's puke off of the bathroom floor, they've got it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Yes, Brooklinen is so confident that you will love their product. 
product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. I actually started using Brooklinen once they, you know, gave me a code. I'm going to be honest about that. But I love Brooklinen. I really love their sheets. I just bought another set because I upgraded my bed because, you know, when am I going to be able to sleep in a king size bed again? Who knows? So with a new bed comes new sheets and I got them from Brooklinen because they are so great. They feel incredible. You two can make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code THEREAD at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Go check them out. Okay, let's wrap up the show. Okay, guys, we're back, ready to wrap up the show here with the read. And I will start by passing my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. And this read comes from Danny. And the subject says, I hate gamers so much, it's unreal. Okay. Danny says, uh, okay, a few weeks ago, Kid Fury spoke about how tired he is of gamers being racist, homophobic, transphobic, and sexist. And frankly, I agree. I've been a gamer for all my life, and navigating gaming communities as a black woman has turned me away from engaging for years until I said, fuck it, it's time to reclaim my space. I'm a game developer, the head developer of the visual novel called Validate that has swept the visual novel community for a storm. Most, mostly because we got hit with wave after wave of racist attacks of people being upset that our game didn't have any white people in it. Boo fucking who. Every game has white people in it, even if the characters aren't human. So you can literally go play that. But I'm not here to talk about the racist white gamers who are mad at air. I'm going to talk about the black male gamers who are trying their best to bring black women in gaming down. I already know you niggas don't like black women and you've made it very clear in every aspect in life. But in gaming, you've made it extra clear that you don't want black women in this space. You would much rather kiki with these white gamers making racist, homophobic, and transphobic jokes than kick it with other black folks and not suggest subject yourself to offhand racist remarks you see us black women gamers at the bottom of the barrel trash that you don't even want to defend look nigga at the end of the day you're black as hell and these white gamers will throw you under the bus call you a nigger and multiplayer and make your life a living hell before they let you into their space editors know that's facts um but this is the mm-hmm. this is to the black men who have issues with validate and the black men in the gaming, black men in gaming, calling them effeminate when we all know you want to say fag and claiming that because of the way they look, they're bringing down the black community. So she's talking about the characters, the cast of characters in this game validate, which is a lot like, I I know you've played um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which is like an yes. example of a visual novel in a sense, but I it's really it. like playing a book in a sense with often animated parts of it as you're reading mm-hmm. and most of the time you also get to make decisions about how things go um so this character this game validate has a huge cast of characters in it and they're all people of color some of them you know they have varying pronouns and identities and she linked to uh the 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 website where I could read a bit about like all of the characters and stuff. And I'll just say that I'm absolutely going to play this game, not just to support her um, as a developer and a black developer at that, but also because just based on what I read, it seems like it's probably going to be a lot of fun because these characters get to know each other. You can date, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just representation in a really dope way. Um, and that's really kind of what 
the gaming industry has needed for a very long time and it's an old industry at that so it's kind of sad to say that anyway i'll continue reading um she says they're bringing down the black community first of all sir if you think that a black man presents presented feminine is a threat to your own masculinity then you got issues that you have to resolve that literally have nothing to do with me or any other black woman black men and especially black gamers are convinced that a stereotyped black man often designed and written by white men in gaming is better representation than a black man designed and created by a black woman just because he doesn't fit into your hotep-esque white supremacist ass views and she linked to some of the tweets from some random nigga gamer who posted screenshots of some of the uh, male-assigned characters in the game that seem to be more femme-presenting or queer or whatever, having different pronouns. And, mm-hmm. of course, used the typical hotep excuse of, this is, this is what they think of black men, and this is bad for the black men. Even though many games, including a couple I can name from this year... <laughs> have continued to use black men as stereotyped, thugged-out, goon-ass, meathead-ass niggas. And y'all don't have no problem with that. But a game that you literally don't have to play that also is representing black men, women, or non-binary, gender non-conforming people that exist. (laughs) Like, you somehow have a problem with that. (laughs) Just because you don't see yourself in any of these characters doesn't mean that there's someone out there, black or otherwise, that does. You know what I mean? Like, I, I... I don't know why you could just decide, oh, well, clearly this game isn't for me. I will continue to play Call of Duty Warzone or whatever the fuck it is that you were going to be streaming that day. (laughs) Like, I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with y'all, but it's the same typical bullshit. Danny continues, in the past few weeks, my game has been attacked by racist ass trolls and truly that doesn't bother me, but it sucks. And I would even go as far as to say it hurts when black men do it because you're supposed to be on my side. What happened to protecting black women or do you only care about us black women when we're dead the gaming community sucks shit gamers will not know peace until their ideologies don't revolve around being hateful being racist transphobic homophobic and literal misogynists and that's it from danny so um validategame.com is the website for this visual novel game like i said i'm actually gonna play it because Funny thing, it reminds me of a game I played not long ago called Dream Daddy, which is a visual (laughs) novel dating sim style game, pretty much just like this, that was developed by Game Grumps, a duo of white boys on YouTube that game and make comedic remarks and stuff. I love Game Grumps, by the way, but... That game was literally about dads dating other dads. <laughs> like what? it was it was actually you create your own character, you pick his race, his body type and all that other stuff and you have a kid and you go out in the world dating other men with kids. And there were different races within the game, but I don't know if it was because two really popular white boy gamers made it or just because white maybe white men are more comfortable with sexuality especially in fiction than black ones but like the game did incredibly well it's been you know (laughs) ported to loads of different you know gaming platforms and stuff like that i've seen straight men play it i've seen gay men play it i've seen bi men play it and almost every single time they were just having a good time because it's a fucking video game and it's not here to somehow unearth your freedom of expression or you know damn your sexual or gender identity 
identity to hell. It's just a fucking video game. Right. Also, mind you, Game Grumps, <laughs> Dan and Aaron, heterosexual men. I don't... <laughs> you could just not play the game. Like, I don't understand why y'all pick and choose what to bitch and moan about when they're... There are platforms like Twitch, which is owned by Amazon and has countless, incredibly popular, incredibly paid streamers, most male, that are incredibly toxic and bigoted and say whatever the fuck they want to and get away with it all of the fucking time. But you're mad about an indie gaming development company that has a male character with a, a halter top or some shit on it? Nigga, get a life. There's like, there's so many fucking games where you could just play a meathead ass nigga that's like busting guns or whatever the fuck, since that's likely what it is that you're looking for. Or you even have games like Watch Dogs 2, where the black character that's sitting at the center of it, that's not a huge stereotype altogether. Mm. But... When a game comes out with a brown, black character on it that could be more representative of someone like me or a more femme-presenting male or, you know, someone who does not conform to any gender or whatever, again, people that actually exist, you're crying foul because of representation? It's literal representation. No, sir. It's representing people that actually exist and also play video games. Surprise, surprise, nigga. Like... What the fuck is wrong with you? And at the same time, you're still shoveling money into an industry that honestly don't give a fuck about making characters that look like you. Like, at all. Mm. Whether you're a straight black male or a woman or whatever. If most of these developers had their way, they would be making nothing but cis white men that stand at the front of their fucking uh, box art and really have nothing to do with anything the fuck else at all. But the second... It's just like a couple of weeks ago, I was reading people who were reacting to The Last of Us Part Two with a whole bunch of toxic-ass, transphobic remarks and stuff that literally didn't make any fucking sense. Because the person that they were directing the transphobe hate to wasn't even a trans character. Because they were mad at some shit that had nothing to do with that. Like, that's just super common in the gaming industry. And y'all have no problem with that and walk that shit right through the door every single time. But then there's a game like this that you don't even have to pay any attention to. Honestly, you probably sold a couple of units of that game by mentioning it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a game by fucking Square Enix or Sony or somebody out here where they've got this million do- multi-million dollar marketing budget or whatever. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're, ugh. Anyways, that was Danny's read. I'm going to play this game. It looks like a lot of fun. All of the little um, tidbits next to these cast of characters, many of them made me laugh. A lot of them just were very interesting. Um, And I would like to support you as a a developer. But also, this game just looks like fun. And it sucks that people have to be complete fucking morons and idiots (laughs) when we have moved this fucking far into that industry alone that's, what, maybe 40 years old? But... yeah. Here we are still acting like we're living in the fucking Stone Age and we're all fucking cavemen and women. I I just, it's boring. But thank you for your read, Danny. Sorry that people are annoying, but I'm sure your game is awesome and congratulations on the release of it and whatnot. Yes, congratulations to you. And I'm sorry you have to deal with people being the way they are. I mean, if there's nothing else we've learned this year, it's that 
Americans and honestly, a lot of people worldwide are just intolerable. Just trash. And it just is what it is. Speaking of people who are intolerable, CeeLo Green decided to add his opinions to the backlash or the conversation um, surrounding WAP by Cardi and Megan that we talked about earlier today. Where Uh, did this nigga find this nerve? I was, friend, when I tell y'all, I was just finna say, if it's nothing niggas have, it's the fucking audacity. So CeeLo was talking to Far Out Magazine, which I guess is a magazine based in the UK, but um, talking about, you know, old pop music and how much he loves it and what's lacking about what is being put out now. And so he said, we are adults. There should be a time and a place for adult content and the stereotypes that are celebrated and perpetuated make the perception a reality. This has caused a lot of problems, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, you know what really causes a lot of problems? Slipping women ecstasy and then raping them. Cause like, that's yep. a thing. That's a thing you did or pled mm-hmm. no contest to back in like 2013, 2014. That's something I clearly remember. Like I, I remember you in that court case. I remember you being a judge on the voice and then losing your job because of all these allegations that came out. But anyway, um, he continued to talk focusing on female rappers, of course, because male rappers never say anything sexually explicit. And he himself would never put out sexually explicit or suggestive music. Of course not. You know, Maybe no one has ever heard your discography, but okay, sir. But he brought up Nicki Minaj in particular, saying you have the heads of state like Nicki, um, but somebody who is up there with success and visibility and Nicki could be effective in so many other constructive ways, but it feels desperate. And I'm like, is does it feel does it feel as desperate as a man trying to save his job and only sources of income after the fact that he is a rapist is exposed to the public? And who now, six years later, has resorted to doing trash reality TV? I saw this and I was like, ain't you the same nigga that tweeted that people who've been raped remembered or something like that? If people who were really raped would remember. Yeah. After his own court date. Because, of course, the victim said that she didn't really remember what happened because, you know, drugged. And so he turned it into that and made it a whole, if you're unconscious, then it's not really rape anyway because you're not with me and whatever bullshit. These tweets that did not make sense then, they do not make sense now. But he also brought Cardi and Meg into it, talking about how attention is a drug and everybody's doing this salacious shit and, you know... I get the whole independent woman thing and sexual expression and all that, but it comes at what cost? And I'm thinking you can't be serious. The nigga who literally lost all his social grace and good standing is asking somebody else at what cost comes expressing their sexuality. Sir, sir, the motherfucking audacity. You know what's going on here with Cardi and Meg and Nikki? They're talking about sex on their terms. They're talking about the things that they consent to doing and the things that their partners consent to being done. They're talking about actually getting pleasure out of a mutually beneficial sexual relationship. It sounds like you don't know anything about that. Starting from the consent and working your way on down. It sounds like you don't know shit about that. So maybe what CeeLo Green 
a documented rapist should have done was stay in his fucking lane and not worry about women expressing their sexuality. If you felt like this was so desperate and contrived and all this other shit, then why have you never had anything to say about all these niggas who put out sexually explicit music all the time? Why have you not condemned yourself for the music you have put out? I'm honestly still mad that I had to delete the lady killer from my phone after all this shit went down because I could no longer listen to that album, which I truly loved. But I could no longer listen to CeeLo talk about sex without thinking about him raping that girl. I could not I could no longer listen to him talk about sex without thinking about that. You I honestly can't figure out how he figured he fixed himself. Listen, you have no space to criticize anybody else expressing their sexuality or to look down on it or call it desperate or or insinuate that they're not responsible artists like are you fucking uh, am i in the twilight zone the rapist is gonna lecture the rest of us you can't be serious the rapist is not gonna tell me what women should or should not be doing with their bodies period you got a lot of goddamn nerves sir how furthermore again all three of those women that you name have made songs about more than just sex and y'all act like all they do, all they represent is like wild, promiscuous sexuality or whatever the fuck, which again, on your terms, is your fucking business if you're an adult. But listen, like you act like Nicki Minaj didn't write Grand Piano. <laughs> okay, don't, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but like, I'm saying, like, they've all had songs that were more like personal or about whatever. Stuff that has nothing to do with fucking sex. And they make one song as, like, clear, sexually active adults who have the right. Some of them, one pregnant, the yes. other one got a baby. Like, come the fuck on. What are y'all talking about? And right. like you just said, all of these niggas do the same shit in, like, increasingly, sometimes far more graphic ways. And it's fine. Yeah. So- I just couldn't believe it was CeeLo. I'm just not going to listen to a morality argument from the alleged rapist. I'm not. That's what I'm not going to do. The rest of y'all might listen to that bullshit. I simply will not. I don't know where you found the fucking nerve to talk to the rest of us about women expressing their sexuality and what is or is not appropriate. When you again have fallen, like anybody who was around in 2013 can see how CeeLo dropped, completely fell off completely professionally in the past six seven years anybody can see it so where do you come from lecturing the rest of us on what we should or should not do you know what i've never been accused of or brought up on charges of or prosecuted for drugging bitches you know who doesn't slip hose ecstasy and then do whatever they allegedly did me and even all of those like allegations and stuff aside you know what I'm saying? Let's say that you never even experienced an accusation of of rape or sexual assault. If the topic here that you're bringing up is responsibility, listen, and using responsibility within your platform, when you tw- not even just the thing about oh people who were really raped, remember he said some other shit one time. Like he's con- he's gotten into 
He said some homophobic shit one time Damn, yeah, about sure. like someone, someone being afraid of his masculinity or offended by his masculinity, and then had to apologize for that. He said the rape thing, and then had to apologize for that. Like he's consistently had to apologize yep. for some irresponsible shit that he has shared outside of a song on his own accord. So it's like. Where do you even get off yes. for any of this stuff? <laughs> the reason I haven't heard anything from you in the longest time is because you're irresponsible and possibly also a rapist. Right. Something that I don't think anybody is actually confused about. Just because you didn't get convicted, you know, I'm going to leave that alone because I try to leave legal mm. matters alone. But, sir, the nerve should have never been located. The audacity should have never had the ability to exist. Sit the fuck down. Wait for marriage boot camp to call you back and resume filming. Oh, wow. He was on that. Yeah, that's right. Stick to your Wii TV. You do that. And leave the rest of us alone. Let these grown women talking about consent and sex they want to have. Let them talk about their lives. Again, adult, adult things do have a time and place. It's when adults want to discuss them. If you don't want your kids to hear it, get, you're a parent. So, <laughs> do something about and it. And meanwhile, a lot of y'all niggas be the same ones who like, is it bad if I still fuck with R. Kelly? Or whatever the fuck <laughs> shit. You talk about your fucking kids and your impressionable daughters. Meanwhile, this nigga got them lined up from Chicago to LA. Uh, and you still talking about how, oh, you don't believe, and it don't make no sense. And why they ain't do the same thing? Go for, to hell. And, da, 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 da. and all this other shit. Like, all yeah. of y'all honestly get on my nerves and you're super boring and predictable. And really, you don't deserve the air. That yes, you exactly that. I'm truly over niggas trying to tell women what they should or should not do with their bodies suck a dick go to hell amen and that's it that wraps up this week's episode of the read check us out on social media at this is the read our website is this is the read.com um yeah no news this week because nothing's going on but the end of the world what about you friend absolutely nothing going on but the end of the world good luck um i know how to fire a gun and i own japanese steel so i'm ready for whatever on this side of the planet but um you know good luck to y'all if you're you know if you're not that prepared for things yeah. of that nature because at this point it's about to just yeah. Be the walking dead without it's, the zombies. It's really time to prepare. And you can take that in whatever way that you want. But take care of yourselves and we will see y'all next week. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.